We're talking about anxiety today. Hot topic, obviously. Uh, Google it. You'll see any number of resources, programs, books, projects, classes to eliminate or reduce your anxiety. Hey, my name is Suzanne. I'm with Love Yoga Studios, and I'm here today with another episode of How Yoga Helps. How Yoga Helps Anxiety boils down to the physiology of what's happening when you practice, the physiology of what's happening when you're having a either an anxiety attack or just an episode of general anxiety, social anxiety, or panic. So we created this Yoga for Anxiety class at the studio because so many people were coming to yoga and when we asked them what was bringing them in, they said anxiety. And I would have these conversations with them because I could totally relate. All through my 20s, about 11 years, I had severe anxiety attacks. I ended up in the hospital numerous times, went to emergency numerous times, I saw my doctor, I saw counselors, I saw therapists, I tried lavender, I tried herbal tea, I tried jumping jacks, more exercise, more water. I tried a lot of things. And eventually when I found my way into yoga and meditation, I realized that the practices I was focusing on were having a lasting impact on my nervous system. I'd been training my nervous system for years to just always be on alert. And I didn't realize how stressful that was to my body. So our Yoga for Anxiety class draws from a number of resources. One of those is the Relaxation Response book by Dr. Herbert Benson. And another one is called This Is Your Brain on Anxiety by Faith Harper. Both of these books really boil everything down to the science behind what's happening in your body. I mean, there's a lot of triggers. There's a lot of causes. We're not focusing on why it's happening or what's happening or uh, why it's happening or what's triggering it. What I want people to understand is regardless of where it comes from, regardless of how it started and regardless of why it's happening, it's a process that's happening in your nervous system that's affecting your body and your mind. Now, if that trigger or cause or whatever's responsible for it comes from you being stressed, you being worried, you being scared... Yes, you could say it's all in your head, kind of. But then when it actually becomes physical, there's still a way to address it. And there's also a way to retrain your system so that you don't have that feeling in the first place. And that does take a lot of mind over matter. So we're going to talk a little bit more about this in the next episode. Uh, I want to talk about specifically the outline of what happens in the class. And then the next episode or the next session in this episode will be pet peeves around anxiety. So I hope you'll join us for the other two episodes. Please feel free to add your suggestions, to add your comments. Feel free to share your experiences with anxiety and uh, we'll catch you in the next episode. Thanks for listening. Hey, welcome back to How Yoga Helps. I'm Suzanne with Love Yoga Studio. And in this last section of this podcast, I gave you a little overview of why we're doing this class. In this session, section, I'm going to just talk about the actual outline of what happens in the class. And then in the next section, I'm going to talk about some pet peeves of mine around anxiety. But I think I'm calling these things the wrong thing. I don't know if they're episodes or sections or sessions, but whatever. When you start the podcast, you'll see that there's three parts to it. So in the second part, I want to explain what's going to happen when someone comes into our Yoga for Anxiety class or if you purchase this class online. Right now, we're spending about 20 to 25, maybe 30 minutes talking about the concepts that we teach in the class and how those concepts impact your nervous system and how they affect your overall being. These concepts 
don't have to just apply to a yoga class. It can apply to any activity where you're moving and breathing and paying attention for anywhere from mm, 15 to 45 minutes. You got to get past that initial resistance of doing any kind of like movement and exercise. For those of you that run, you know when you get to that point where you've kind of hit the runner's high and you could just go on forever. Usually there's about anywhere from 5 to 12 minutes of resistance in activity. So once you get past that part, you find yourself in a state of flow. This is where the magic happens. So there's a lot of concepts about how you move, about how you breathe, about what you're paying attention to, what you're telling yourself, what you're focusing on while you're doing this activity that puts you in a state of flow. So we talk about those concepts for the first part of class and then we actually give you a class, a 30 to 40 minute class where you get to feel those concepts happening in real time. And we highlight those along the way so that we kind of bring them to your awareness there's some research out there that shows that you actually learn and retain things better if you're learning and retaining them while you're moving. So you're actually embodying the practice. So it's about 20 to 30 minutes of discussion, about 30 to 40 minutes of actual practice. And then we take about 10 minutes afterwards, maybe 10 to 20 minutes for any questions and answer period, a, a Q&A period. And we leave you with a relaxation kit. If you're taking this class in person, your relaxation kit includes... Uh, a few things like um, some mints and some herbal tea, some chocolate, a couple of notes for mantras, um, some bubbles for good, long, slow exhaling. And if you're taking this class online, your relaxation kit includes some downloadable meditations, the PDF of the course, and some other additional PDFs for good resources to help you embody these concepts if you're not able to make it into a class. So that's the outline of the class. We haven't got the filming finished for the online portion yet, but it's coming, should be here in a couple of weeks, should be all wrapped up and kind of fine-tuned in a couple of weeks. So if you're not able to be here locally, send us an email, let us know that you're interested in the online course, and we'll get that out to you as soon as it's uh, finished. As always, thank you so much for listening. Feel free to leave us some comments. You can leave voice messages here. You can email us at love at loveyogastudios.com. And in the next session, we're going to talk about some pet peeves around anxiety because I think there are some important things that are making it difficult for people who struggle with anxiety to really be taken seriously. See you next time. Take care. Yoga for Anxiety Part 3, Pet Peeves Around Anxiety. Hey, I'm Suzanne with Love Yoga Studios. Welcome back to another episode of How Yoga Helps. Today I'm going to talk about my pet peeves because I think they actually have an impact on how people view anxiety and how they get help for anxiety. So my number one pet peeve is when people call it my anxiety. It's not yours. It's not yours to keep. And that just insinuates that maybe you're not quite in a position to really look into getting help and letting it go. I'm in no way suggesting that just by stopping calling it my anxiety, it's going to dissipate. I'm in no way suggesting that just talking yourself into just saying let it go is going to make it go away. But I am saying that calling it my anxiety in your mind, in your system, in your body, it feels like it's yours and you, you're you not going to let go of it. Uh, if it's, it's like you with any other illness or affliction too. I feel the same way about calling it my diabetes, my arthritis, my migraines. You wouldn't really say that about if you just get mad at someone, you wouldn't say my anger. 
you would just say, I'm mad right now. You could even say part of you is mad because you're not a mad, angry person. You're just in that particular space. So when you have anxious feelings or when you have an anxiety attack, part of you is anxious. You are having anxious feelings, but that is not all there is to who you are. So one of my, so the biggest pet peeve I have is calling it mine. It, just giving the impression that you're going to hang on to it, you're going to keep it, is going to make it harder to let go of it. What you call it matters. And that leads me to my second pet peeve is when people call it anxiety, when they say they have social anxiety, general anxiety, anxiety attacks, when what's happening is they don't want to go do something or they're uncomfortable doing something. And when I, when I hear this from people and then I look a little further or ask them a few more questions about some other activities that they love doing, Anxiety doesn't, com- doesn't keep them from doing all the other things in their lives. When you have an anxiety attack, you're debilitated to the point where you can't go and do anything in that moment. Same with social anxiety, general anxiety. If you're in the midst of some sort of episode or in the midst of having like a really deep, heavy feeling about this, you're not going to be able to go and do stuff. If you're uncomfortable or if you do not want to do something, that's what you should call it. I'm uncomfortable with that. I don't want to do that. No, thank you. But thanks for the invite. Call it what it is. But calling it anxiety, calling it social anxiety minimizes what someone who is actually fully debilitated by it is going through. And it makes it a little bit harder for them to talk about it, to seek out help around it, because it seems like it's not that big of a deal. So by that, so that brings me to my third pet peeve. When you're talking about it and someone else says to you, oh, it's all in your head. Just calm down. Just relax. And those of you who have heard that from someone in the midst of an anxiety, either episode or anxiety attack, know how infuriating that is. It's like telling somebody with migraines they're just having a bad headache. It's like telling somebody with arthritis that they've got some aches and pains. Take an Advil. So... Telling someone to just calm down is obvious, right? That's what they would like to do also. Telling someone it's all in their head, while this may have some truth to it, at that moment, it's not in their head, it's in their body. There's an actual physiological response happening. What we talk about in the Yoga for Anxiety class is how um, how how to feel that coming, how to notice it, how to be aware of when it's happening, how to do some preventative practices that keep that from happening, but then when it does happening, some things that help you redirect your focus, retrain your nervous system. So if you're if you know somebody that struggles with this, highly recommend you not use those terms. Any kind of other thing you could say, you could say, hey, you want to make spaghetti? And that would be more calming to someone than telling them to calm down. It would redirect their focus to think, why the hell would you ask me that? But it would take their mind off for a second of what was happening. Just have a conversation. Just have a compassionate conversation and see if there's anything else you can do to help. So my number one pet peeve is calling it my anxiety. My number two pet peeve is using discomfort and not wanting to do something and labeling it anxiety. And number three is when someone tells you just to calm down, it's all in your head. Regardless of how true that is, when you're in the midst of something, it's not helpful. I know, I think there were a couple other pet peeves. I think I had two more, but uh, we're just going to, I'm just going to cut it at three right there so that this uh, episode doesn't go on any longer. And you can get back to checking into the resources that we have on our website 
for our Yoga for Anxiety class that you can do in person or online. And the resources that we base this class around being a couple of books and some downloadable meditations. And if we can help in any other way, drop us a message. You can leave a voice message back here on the podcast. You can email us at love at loveyogastudios.com. You can call us or you can drop in any time for a class. As always, thank you so much for listening. Appreciate you taking the time. Take care. We'll catch you next time.